0: Sure. I just want to see where it's highlighted, the fall. hmm Okay. The fallout from a single tweet. Oh, from that... Hi, and welcome back to what kind of internet do you want i'm amy james and today we're talking about self-custody we had a whole different video planned for this week but given the spectacular crash of ftx and its associated companies last week and the devastating contagion it's had not just on the crypto market but traditional markets as well we felt we needed to talk about it the meltdown started on tuesday last week with something like a run on the bank CZ, the CEO of the the world's largest crypto exchange, Binance, announced that they would be selling their holdings of FTT tokens, which are the tokens that were issued by FTX. The fallout from that single tweet was stunningly fast and revealed that not only did FTX not have enough reserves to handle the outflows, but that it was basically running a Ponzi scheme and it was trading with customer funds and much, much more. The whole story is continuing to unfold. Just tonight, word came out that the CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman-Fried, is under house arrest. This story is absolutely crazy and too detailed to cover in this video, but one of the big takeaways from this whole thing is how important it is to not keep your coins on a centralized exchange that could do these sorts of things with them. Have you heard the phrase, not your keys, not your coins? Well, this is what it's referring to. Crypto offers anyone the ability to self-custody their coins instead of relying on a centralized institution like we do with banks and fiat currency. And I get that it can be an uncomfortable leap to take full responsibility for protecting your coins like this. We're so used to proxying that responsibility to banks and have the peace of mind of FDIC insurance to back up those deposits. But it's not the same in crypto. Until there is more regulatory clarity and the industry matures around that, it's a really good idea to self custody your crypto. So that's what we're going to talk about in this video. How do you self-custody your crypto? There are three distinct kinds of self-custody, each with different levels of risk. The first is a dedicated hardware wallet like one of these. It doesn't connect to the internet, it just stores your private keys. When you want to use the crypto on your hardware wallet to make a purchase or exchange it for another currency, you use software on your computer to generate the the transaction, which is then sent to the hardware device to be signed by your private key and then sent back to the software on your computer to be broadcast to the network. The second option is a steel wallet like one of these, and it just holds a mnemonic representing your private keys. It can't be used to make a purchase or exchange your crypto like a hardware wallet. can't do anything at all really. It's just an easy, super safe way to store your private keys so that they can be loaded onto any other kind of wallet. And the third is a self-custody online wallet like Edge, which stores your private keys for you on their servers, but the keys are encrypted so that the company doesn't have access to them at all only you can access them with your password. And full disclosure, we're friends with the Edge team and have given presentations in their offices because we were both based in San Diego, but this is not a paid promo for them. We simply have experience with their product and have found it to be robust and safe. Another option, of course, is Coinbase, but I don't mean the normal Coinbase. I mean a product that they make called Coinbase Wallet, which again uses their servers to store your keys, but unlike the normal Coinbase services, it lets you export your private keys. The common factor between all three of these options is that you have control of your private keys. That's what self-custody means. You aren't actually storing the coins themselves. Your Bitcoins or whatever other token are stored by the network in its shared ledger. The blockchain that tracks the Bitcoin or other token knows that you have the quantity of Bitcoin that you have. Your private keys are how you can verify to someone else that you control a particular wallet address, and they give you the ability to make a purchase or exchange the tokens for something else. What's different between the three self-custody options is how connected your wallet is to the internet, and thus how exposed it is to hacking. Self-custody. We had a whole different video planned for this week, but given the spectacular crash of FTX and its associated companies last week, and the devastating contagion that has. I want to make sure that. I mean, it's not that big. It's. We're given the spectacular gradual FDX and its associated companies last week, and the devastating contagion it's had not on just crypto, but on traditional markets as well. Okay. Something like that. Okay. Hi, and welcome. Oh. One second. Can you tell Oh, yeah, we are. Okay. All right. Hi, and welcome back to what kind of internet do you want i'm amy james and today we're talking about self-custody we had a whole different video planned for this week but given the spectacular crash of ftx and its associated companies last week and the devastating contagion it's had not just on the crypto market but traditional markets as well we felt we needed to talk about it the meltdown started on tuesday last week with something like a run on the bank CZ, the CEO of the, lar- the world's largest crypto exchange, Binance, announced that they would be selling their holdings of FTT tokens, which are the tokens that were issued by FTX. The follow-up this single tweet was stunningly fast and revealed not only that FTX didn't have enough reserves to handle the outflows, but that it was basically running a Ponzi scheme and trading with custom. Freed? hmm Okay. How for I don't know. You tell me. How about that? The fall? Sure. I just want to see where. what's highlighted. The fall? Mm-hmm. Okay. The fallout from a single tweet, oh, from that, is what it's referring to. Crypto offers anyone the ability to self custody their coins instead of relying on a centralized institution like we do with banks and fiat currency. And I get it can be really uncomfortable to take a leap. Oh. And I get that it can be an unclarity, and the industry matures around that. It's a really Good idea to self-custody your crypto so that's what we're going to talk about in this video how do you self-custody your crypto well there are huh? no we never say it specifically that's probably a better idea okay using any brands okay, okay. wallet to make a purchase or exchange it for another currency you use software on your computer to generate the the transaction, which is then sent to the hardware device to be signed by your private key and then sent back to the software on your computer to be broadcast to the network. The second one, The second option is a steel wallet like one of these, and it just holds a mnemonic representing your private keys. It can't be used to make a purchase or exchange a, like a hardware wallet. It can't do anything at all, really. It's just an easy, super safe way to store your private keys so that they can be loaded onto any other kind. I guess I did. I remember, but... Okay. Do you think yeah. that that's... Ch- Do you think it's okay to just say online? I just think those are terms that are floating flip- and i help people understand what they mean if we use them. Hot cold did but did we call the other ones cold wallets? Uh-huh. Is that you have control of your private keys? That's what self-custody means. You aren't actually storing the coins themselves. Your Bitcoins or whatever other token are stored by the network in its shared ledger. The blockchain that tracks the Bitcoin or other token knows that you have the quantity of Bitcoin that you have. Your private keys are how you can verify to someone else that you control a particular wallet address, and they give you the ability. That's okay. Your private keys are how you can verify to someone else that you control a particular... (coughs) Your private keys are how you can verify to someone else that you control a particular wallet address. And, the... sorry. I know, but... There you go, you got it. Yeah. Not a big deal. Sorry about the change I said, Gonna have to make sure that up until that point it's punched in by 1% or 2%.